in a change of pace, I thought I'd offer up a mini-film biography, rather than a straightforward film review. Today, I'd like to explore the cult movies of the quintessential English rose, Caroline Monroe. I'm Stephen Archibald, and welcome to my movie podcast. Hello. I bid you a warm welcome to my podcast. They came from within cult movie reviews. The cult movies of Caroline Monroe. Active to this day, the lovely Caroline Monroe had the most unusual start to her career. She was muddling along at art school when her mother secretly entered photos of her in a face of the year contest. Unsurprisingly, Caroline won, and having been discovered by the leading fashion photographer David Bailey, she got regular work with Vogue magazine. This was in 1966, and Caroline was just 17 years old. Passing on to a hugely successful campaign with Lamb's Navy Rum, it was inevitable that her beauty will draw the attention of filmmakers. In Robert Faust's glorious The Abominable Dr. Fibes from 1971 and its 1972 sequel Dr. Fibes Rises Again, her mere presence made a strong impression as the unfortunate wife of Vincent Price's tormented eponymous Avenger and Hammer definitely took notice of her. Caroline appeared in two of their movies, Dracula, AD 1972, and Captain Kronos, Vampire Hunter, which was also from the year 1972. In the former, directed by Alan Gibson, she was the thrill-seeker Laura, who fell prey to Christopher Lee's blood-sucking count. And in the latter, she charmed as the gypsy girl Carla, who supports Horst Janssen's titular hero in his fight against vampires. I should add that Captain Kronos was not theatrically released until 1974. Apart from these two films, Caroline very much brought to life Gordon Hesler's 1973 movie, The Golden Voyage of Sinbad. In this one, She played the slave girl, Marjana, who enchanted John Philip Law's Sinbad. It was Brian Clemens, the writer and director of Captain Kronos, who recommended Miss Monroe for the part. Clemens also wrote the screenplay for The Golden Voyage of Sinbad. Caroline's next significant appearance in a cult movie came in 1975, when she appeared in Peter Sazdy's daft but enjoyable horror flick, I Don't Want to Be Born. It stars the glamorous Joan Collins as an ex-stripper who gives birth 
to a monster baby who goes on a killing spree. Caroline plays Joni's pal, Mandy Gregory. Next up, she was brought in on Kevin Connors at the Earth's Core in 1976 to more or less play the same sort of character she'd played in Captain Kronos and the Golden Voyage of Sinbad. Her character's called Dia and is another impossibly groomed slave girl. She helps Doug McClure's adventurer and Peter Cushing's scientist tackle strange creatures in the depths of the earth. Caroline's next role, albeit a relatively brief one, was the most high profile of her career. She played the baddie Naomi in the 1977 Bond movie, The Spy Who Loved Me. The way she winks at 007 from her helicopter has got to be one of the series' most cherishable moments. As I mentioned in my recent The Spy Who Loved Me podcast, Caroline turned down the role of Ursa in 1978 Superman to do this movie. However, she also declined taking roles in films such as Hammer's Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde and Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell because the parts required nudity. Caroline finally bagged herself a leading role in a cult movie in 1978 by appearing in Luigi Cozzi's Star Crash, aka Scontri Stellari, Oltre la Terza Dimensione, a film hated by most critics but adored by many of us cult movie fans. Here she plays Stella Star, a space smuggler and adventurer, in the tale which cheerfully rips off both Star Wars and Barbarella. Sure, its special effects are mostly risible, and its leading man, Marjo Gortner, is completely vapid, but it does have Caroline Monroe. It's bonkers, but in an inspired way and also the brilliant Christopher Plummer is in it. So, what more could you want? Caroline was happy to work with Luigi Cozzi again the following year by appearing in The Black Cat, aka Il Gatto Nero. The 1980s would introduce Miss Monroe to the slasher movie genre. Her first one being the most notorious, William Lustig's Maniac from 1980. It's a gory but effective tale. Caroline plays the photographer Anna D'Antoni, who becomes the target of a killer who's portrayed by Joe Spinell, who had played the chief villain in Star Crash. Apparently, the part of the photographer was originally meant for the marvellous Italian actress Daria Nicolodi, 
when Lustig and the movie's special makeup effects maestro Tom Savini met with Caroline at a Fangoria convention in New York, she was offered the role. Caroline and Joe would work together for a third time on the last horror film from 1982. Although gruesome, it takes a more playful approach than Maniac. In David Winter's film, she plays an actress called Jana Bates, who gets caught up with a taxi driver, played by Spinell, at the Cannes Film Festival. It was back to England for Caroline's next two slasher movies. She got to put in an appearance as herself in Don't Open Till Christmas from 1984. Slaughter High came in 1986, in which our Caroline gets to play a mischievous college girl whilst a nerd takes his revenge. Interestingly enough, Slaughter High was directed by her second husband, George Dugdale. The couple were married for 30 years until his tragic passing in 2020. Caroline's next role was in a slasher film almost as infamous as Maniac. In the 1988 French movie Faceless, she plays Barbara Hallen, the missing fashion model daughter of a businessman portrayed by Telly Savalas. Directed by Jess Franco, it's a creepy tale involving gory operating scenes and a mad Nazi doctor. As herself, Caroline popped up in the 1993 vampire flick Night Owl and appeared in the 2003 fantasy horror crossover Flesh for the Beast. And in a clear nod to Captain Kronos, her character was billed as Carla the Gypsy. A few lesser known parts followed until an intriguing one surfaced in 2019. Made in an experimental style, House of the Gorgon was clearly a tribute to Hammer films. Caroline was given the opportunity to work again with Christopher Neem, who had appeared alongside her in Dracula AD 1972, as well as with other Hammer greats, Martin Beswick and Veronica Carlson. In Joshua Kennedy's film, Caroline and Martine play Gorgon sisters, and Miss Monroe's daughter, Georgina Dugdale, portrays this tale's innocent young heroine, Isabel. In my youth, I enjoyed seeing Caroline on TV, working as a hostess on the game show 321, where her pleasant nature shined through. And her showing up in a 1977 episode of the New Avengers, called Angels of Death, was also a delight. Another of her rare TV acting appearances was in an episode of Midsummer Murders in 2013. In a mystery entitled Death and the Divas, she was billed as the evil priestess. And I just have to mention 
a couple of great promo videos she appeared in in the 1980s. She vamped it up to perfection in Adamant's Goody Two Shoes and was a vampire, of course, in Meatloaf's If You Really Want To. These days, under the banner of the Cellar Club, the marvellous Caroline introduces us to cult movies on the UK TV channel Talking Pictures. Bringing her movie CV up to date, she made The Haunting of Morgan Castle in 2020, and we're awaiting the release of the pocket film of Superstitions. Caroline Monroe, for your great work in the horror and fantasy genres, we salute you. My name is Stephen Archibald, and thank you for listening to my podcast. They came from within cult movie reviews. All of my episodes are available on most podcasting sites and Audible. Thank you very much for listening. Take good care of yourself and goodbye for now.